Our show kicks off with the most famous part of today's soundcheck show. That is the very first wipeout, which is very famous in this show. This is the wipeout show, everybody. November 27th, 1998 at the Worcester Centrum Center in Worcester, Massachusetts. Very famous show. This is Live Fish number six and an awesome soundcheck to get to. So glad to be back, everybody, and welcome everybody to episode 68 of the Daily Soundcheck. Again, I'm your host, Mike Law and Memo Minio, as we continue to bring you every sound check that's ever had a recording. We had to go back a little bit when a new sound check surfaced from 1997 at the Nutter Center, so we were back square into 1998 for you. Before we get into the show too deep, I just want to remind everybody that uh, the Daily Sound Check is a proud partner of the Osiris Podcast Network, which you can find at osirispod.com. We announced four new podcasts today, including one of my favorite people, Scott Metzger. So looking forward to his new podcast. Really great stuff going on. So you can always reach us here at The Daily Soundcheck at thedailysoundcheck.com. We have all of the episodes playable there. You can find a link to all the pictures, all of our websites that we reference here. It's really kind of the main hub for The Daily Soundcheck. You can also always follow me on Twitter at Lawn Memo. That's my jam. I'm a Twitter junkie, and that's where I like to hang out. So if you need to contact me for that, if you want any help uh, you know, getting into some other podcasts at Osiris, happy to steer you in the right direction. Just hit me up, and I will find out what you're into. We've got a podcast for almost everything at this point. Uh, I just want to mention that I am currently running a project that I call Memo365. You can follow that with the hashtag Memo365 on Twitter. Or if you want to hit me up, I have a Spotify playlist. What it is, is I am recapping every single day with a new artist. So for a whole year, I will play one song by a different artist to kind of diversify my listening and maybe some of your listening and this new band you might be into. So it's really been fun for me. And if you're interested, hit me up or check out the Memo365 hashtag on Twitter. I do have some daily sound check stickers that I had printed up for tour, and I have a pretty good amount of them extra. So if you would like one, you're a big fan of the show, 
hit me up on Twitter and I will get one in the mail. I'm going to be doing that shortly. I know some of you hit me up before. They will be coming soon and I will hook you up. So thanks everybody for listening. So let's get into episode 68 here at Worcester. So let's talk a little bit about the Worcester Centrum Center or the DCU Center or the Centrum. It's had a lot of names, but one thing is for sure, whatever name it was, it has had a huge part in the history of Fish. Fish has played there a whopping 16 times, including the first time, which was December 31st, 1993, and an absolutely huge turning point in the band's history on a huge New Year's show. They dress the whole stage like an aquarium. It features one of my favorite Harry Hoods, also a huge fan favorite. There's an incredible Reba. It's just an awesome show, top to bottom, and really kind of solidified where the band was in 93. Big arena, big show. It stands up with time. So, you know, right from the beginning, Worcester was a big part of the Fish universe. Uh, It's now called the DCU Center, which stands for Digital Federal Credit Union. And it's owned by the city of Worcester, and it's managed by a group called SMG, which is a private management firm. The Centrum actually opened in September of 1982, and it held 12,000 people when it was first opened. And the first ever event that it held, the legendary Frank Sinatra. In 1989, it added 300-level balconies, and that turned the place into almost 15,000 in attendance. And it became, in 89, officially the Worcester's Centrum Center. When it became the DCU Center, when it was bought out for the naming rights, it received a big video scoreboard in the Arena Bowl. Uh, It was originally managed by a guy named Rick Kreswick, who managed Fleet Center in Boston, which is... Uh, used to be the Boston Garden, so he's a big player, and once he was finished, he had a nice role here at DCU. In the mid-80s, he actually transferred that over, and Sandy Dunn became the new manager of the arena, which was notable because she was one of the very first women to ever manage an arena, and she's still doing an amazing job to this day and very respected in the community. TCU is currently the home of the Worcester Railers, which is a hockey team from the ECHL, and they've been playing at DCU since 2017. The Worcester Sharks used to play at DCU. Uh, They are the affiliate of the San Jose Sharks, uh, and they moved out west to be with San Jose. It's kind of a weird pairing, San Jose and Worcester, but it was a pretty good relationship for a long time. And now Holy Cross has some of their bigger games, which is kind of a local college and their decent basketball team. And when they get the big games, they throw them down at Worcester. Uh, The old Boston Garden was kind of integral in the Worcester Centrum Center's growth. The old Boston Garden had really poor acoustics and didn't have air conditioning for a long time. Very notable in one of the Lakers-Celtics games in the 80s. So when the Centrum was put up, it was a nice alternative to the Boston Garden. It was a nice size between 12 and 15,000, a good area, and it was really, you know, kind of what artists were looking for. And there was really nothing else in the area besides the Boston Garden except for the Providence Civic Center. And this, when the Centrum went up, was a big problem for the Providence Civic Center. 
they lost a lot of ticket sales. Uh, notably, it really came to fruition in the 80s when Kiss played a tour, and they booked tic- uh, booked a show at both the Centrum and the Civic Center, and they sold almost nothing at the Civic Center. So it was a huge change. The Civic Center was kind of pissed, and then they realized they had to get their tail in order, and then it kind of just led to finally artists were starting to hit both on a, on a series of stops. And they worked it out, and it's a little bit better now. Some of the more famous things that have taken place at the Centrum, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler had one of his huge fights, his 60th fight, and he had that at Worcester. And Boston played a, the band Boston played a nine-show run in 1987. And they kept selling out, and they kept adding more shows. So it went all the way up to nine, and they were joking on the radio. They were saying, now appearing at the Centrum, Boston on ice, because they used to have a lot of ice shows at the Worcester Centrum Center. Uh, And then Kiss, uh, once again, we'll talk about Kiss. They filmed a big part of their music video in 1988 there. Aerosmith has also played there 13 times. But really, Worcester's one of Fish's real sheds. This is one of the ultimate places in Fish history. You know, we talked about the 93 show. The longest jam ever was here in 97, the 58-minute Runaway Gym. And they have played some huge throwdowns, including today's show, which was November 27th, 1998, which is the Wipeout Show. You want to talk about a Type 1 show, you want to talk about energy and hijinks and all the things that kind of make up fish. Well, this one is right up there for you. You've probably heard this. This is a pretty famous show, but the sound check, maybe you haven't, and it's a doozy. So let's get into that right now. And our sound check from November 27th, 1998 at Worcester is a doozy. It's a nine-parter. We start off with Back in the Chicken Shack, which is five minutes and 45 seconds long. This was only played eight times by Fish, and this is a great version. It's very laid back, very bluesy. It's a real excellent treat. If you listen very closely, you can actually hear Trey call out to someone thinking it's Paige because he has a sweater on that looks like Paige. The second track is Come On Part 1, which is made famous by Jimi Hendrix, but was originally penned by Earl King. It was only played once by Fish, which was 4-29-1987 at Nectar's. And it was only played a couple times by Trey's side projects. It's kind of a rarity in the whole Fish lore. But this is pretty cool. But Trey has no idea what the lyrics are during this. So it's kind of funny. You know, they just like to hum along and do their thing. Then we go into a direct segue into Wipeout, which is 4 minutes and 10 seconds long. And Wipeout's made famous by the Safaris. This, you can hear the segue, they're really trying to drive into it, which would be the theme of the entire second set, and then they would encore with Wipeout on the same show. Wipeout was played twice in 91, it was played at this show a bunch of times, and then they would go back to it two nights later in Worcester to kind of finish out the whole shtick with Wipeout. Then the fourth track is Louie Louie, which is 2 minutes and 42 seconds long, and that was written by Richard 
Bang and the Kingsman. And Fish is having a good time with this, laughing their ass off, just group speaking gibberish. It's just a lot of fun, as Louie Louie should be. From there, we get a short jam out of Louie Louie that's about 1 minute and 57 seconds long. Uh, Mike is going with bird is the word, bird, 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 bird is the word. And then there's some hold your head up. And then there's the trash man, surfing bird, bird is the word. It's all over the place. The sixth track is Ginseng Sullivan, which clocks in at 3 minutes and 46 seconds. Fish gets a quick bird is the word uh, quote in there, and then they start Ginseng. It's a nice and upbeat and swinging version. And then the big part of the jam, the real meat of all the jamming, is the seventh track, which is Funky Bitch. And this is a 14-minute Funky Bitch, and it's slow and groove-oriented. And then it gets into this real filthy page-led type 1 jam about four minutes into the funky bitch and then it just gets filthy page gets on the roads and mike takes the lead at about nine minutes he starts slapping the bass this is a really really cool jam and an awesome take on funky bitch we've had a couple for the daily sound check and this one is right up near the top and then we finish off with the short jam with some limb by limb there's a little life boy in there and then they play the barney miller theme which was a show that was in the 80s on NBC about the New York Police Department, kind of this kind of crime drama. And the baseline intro to the Barney Miller was awesome, and Mike loves it, and he finishes off our sound check with that. So we've got nine tracks, pretty awesome stuff. You're going to really dig it. So again, this is the November 27th, 1998 Worcester sound check.
Write that with words.
So another great sound check. That one's got a little bit of everything, and man, I love that funky bitch jam. It's pretty awesome. We're on a roll. That's why we do the daily sound check for gems like this. So thanks, everybody. We're going to end it there with this awesome sound check. Try to keep it under an hour if we can. 
So we're there, and if you're really looking for something to check out from this show, check out the Reba in the first set. It gets overlooked with all of the different wipeouts and the hijinks, but it's an awesome Reba, so check that one out. And again, this was episode 68 of the Daily Soundcheck. Thanks for tuning in. Again, I'm your host, Mike Lon Memominio. This is the podcast at The Lamb Post. Enjoy your fish, and peace be the journey. This is Mike Ganser of Aqueous letting you know the Daily Soundcheck is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Visit OsirisPod.com to check out our shows. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Check them out at Jambase.com.